Boom, check. One, two, three, four. All right, let's do this. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast with your host, Wolfson, right here. And we're bringing you the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that happens on a weekly basis here in the entertainment industry. You know, stuff that may affect us, some that really don't give a shit about it. But needless to say, we talk about it. It's everything right here in the Wolfpack Podcast. Also, be sure to check it out on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast when you can actually watch all the full episodes. And if you actually want to go ahead and subscribe um, on it and hit the bell for notifications because the lone wolf right now, we're trying to get it more popping as usual, you know, so we're trying to get everything from interviews for the lone wolf podcast and as well, all these weekly episodes with the wolf pack. But we also have a second channel, but that's for later on. Let's just focus on there. It's just so guys like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast you know now let's get down with the shiznits you know let's bring it down some some of the actually controversial things that happened last week which is like kind of wow a lot of things really did happen last week and let's get down to it so the pretty the one thing one thing i do want to start with is um you know right now we're still uh, we're still with the whole world cup thing happening you know World Cup 2022 on Qatar, it's happening. It's currently happening. You know, we're we're down to like to the final rounds. You know, we're already in the in the last stretch. You know, as we say, you know, and there was a couple of things that I was like, I, well, to be honest, I I could care free thoughts about the World Cup right now. I really don't care. And then based on what we talked about last week uh, or the week before about the whole scandal that's been occurring and happening. Yeah, I could give free thoughts about it. But if there was a team that I was definitely rooting for, it was definitely Australia and Japan. I was like, man, those are the underdogs, man. They deserve a World Cup. Fortunately, they lost. I believe, I don't know how they lost with Australia. I think they, they were beaten, you know, during the match. But Japan was the most exceptional one because they, they lost due to penalty kicks. I have my strong feelings to penalty kicks. I believe it's like the dumbest shit that it can ever field on soccer because doing a penalty kick is basically the easiest way for you to win or maybe it's the easiest way to lose it's a 50 50 shot and i get a lot of soccer fans is like yeah but you know the anticipation or the you know this is how you make it your break and i'm like yeah that kind of sucks because then all the, all those 90 minutes you know what not the 90 minutes the overtime that you win above the 90 minutes is like i think it's like 120 in total all those 120 minutes of you playing just to get one one goal and it goes down on penalty kicks yeah that sucks bro like i can't have i cannot really have my game depending on penalties bro because again it's a win or lose you know anybody can win or lose on this on this particular case and that sucks to me you know and that sucks that japan had to lose against croatia i mean kudos for croatia for making it but man, I was rooting for them, and they had to lose through penalty kicks. I'm pretty sure if they could get the going, Japan would have would have proceed, but it didn't. So there's nothing much to talk about. It's something that I just want to get it off my chest. You know, let's just say I want to get it off my chest because yeah, I just do not like penalty kicks at all, and I hate that sometimes games are very decisive due to penalty kicks. You know, and and it's not fair for either fans. It's not fair because you know the. You're rooting for your team to win it. And I'll say your team lost because of one penalty kick. And the amount of pressure they had to go through just to think about like, okay, if either I make this or I don't. And if I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, this sucks. 
yeah, no, it's soul crushing. And I feel like penalty kicks shouldn't be a thing, you know. But what the heck do I know, guys? You know, I just I just wanted to get it off my chest. It's just something simple. Let's get down to the nitty gritty stuff that really went down last week. And let me tell you. Wow. Just when you believe that we stopped talking about Kanye West and, you know, he cooled off after the whole anti-Semitism on the drink champs and then on the Twitters going DEFCON on the Jews and whatnot. After all that, I thought we were just like, all right, he's cool enough. Good to know. We don't need to hear him for another year or so. Hopefully that was wishful thinking. Turns out, no. And before you know it, before you think like, oh, Kanye cannot get any lower than it already is. Like he cannot lower it. Here comes Kanye West and raises the bar. Now, for those of you who don't know what really went down recently last week, Kanye West went to the InfoWars channel and he was with uh, with Tycoon Alex Media and Nick Fuentes. Now, for those of you who don't know who those two, I'm pretty sure you know, but let me refresh you. Alex Jones is this you know right-wing conservative um, extremist that builds conspiracies out of his ass. Like he is good at building conspiracies out of his hats and try to prove facts about him to say, here's the research on it. Here's the, here's the papers and all of that stuff. But in reality, everything that he presented is just not factually right. But a lot of people like him because he's very entertaining. And when I saw an episode with Alex Jones on Joe Rogan and on, on Flagrance with Andrew Schultz, I saw him and I was like, holy shit, this guy's really entertaining. Like it's, he's hilarious. Because some of the shit that he says is just nonsensical bullshit. Like, come on. But it's funny. He's funny. But at the same time, it's very dangerous because he's the one who, who said out there that the Sandy Hook shooting did not happen. Basically, it, he said that there was just a bunch of crisis actors and that it never happened. And, you know, all those kids did not die. They're still alive. Yada, yada, yada. Well, he just got a lawsuit that he lost and he has to pay in retribution on every single victims. Basically, almost his net worth. So he's done. Like every paycheck that he gets, it has to go straight to them. One of those examples when I say, guys, freedom of speech is not freedom of speech because any you can say anything, but expect the ramifications of those words that you say. Expect them, whether it's good or bad, you have to like, there's no way you're going to escape from it. But that just gives you a little, you know, a little detail about who Alice Jones is. So this is one bit's conspiracy guy and nobody likes him. Next to him is Nick Fuentes, who is a, I still don't know how, why, how or why people still listen to him. But Nick Fuentes is known to be a 23 year old you know, 23 year old um, conservative Christian who believes everything on the word of the Bible. He says he's virgin and, and he he's, he says some homophobic and discriminatory remarks. From it, he got banned from all his platforms. So he cannot stream on all. So he goes with the, with the InfoWars from time to time. That's as far as I know about Nick Fuentes. And mind you, I till to this day I still don't know how people listen to a 23 year old saying like I know about everything and know that this is how things run and I'm like 
Bro, you barely scratched the surface of life and you're already telling me you know everything. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, go, go, go do your Bible study again, man. Sit down and be humble, all right? But that's enough introductions of what these people are. Now, why am I talking about this? Because again, I'm pretty sure it has hit on everyone's radar, but I like to talk about it. And it's about Kanye being on the Infowars with Alex Jones and Nick Fuentes. And there were, I don't know what went down, but they were all of a sudden, they talk about, you know, Kanye saying those anti-Semitic things. And Kanye just went, just went on a spat saying like, but I love Nazis. I love Jews. I love, I love Jews and I love Nazis. I love Hitler. Hitler's a great person, you know? When you hear about it, you're like, Nani? What? Bruh. How can you say I love Nazis and I love Jews in that one sentence? Bruh. Never, never a fact. How can you say I love Hitler and I love Jews and I love everyone else all in that one sentence? Congratulations. You played yourself. So let me give you a little clip of what I'm talking about, you know, because this is some. This is some fucked up shit. I'll, I'll tell you guys like this is like next level shit. So I got right here. Um, an article from TMC. Shout out to TMC for, for doing this. And here's the video that, that I'm talking about. And we're just going to listen to it just a little bit. Let me put my headphones on. This is some wild shit. That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I, I, see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone. And Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love... Um, you know, us. This is from my regular history. Yes. With the contracts. And you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say mm. out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table. Yeah. And his value was genocide. Congratulations. You played yourself. Especially Hitler. How about that one? Ari Emanuel, how you like that one? Hey, Ron, you're going to do anything to fix Chicago? The most Nazi-like activities I've seen, um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down did a lot of really bad things. But they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. <laughs> Bro. Yo! Bruh. If a conspiracy guy like Alex Jones, who's an extremist, right-wing conservative, tells you that what the Nazis did were a bunch of fuds and they're bad people and whatnot, that's how you know Kanye went on the hell deep end. That he's trying to scoop over, like, no, 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 just revert back that Nazis are bad, Nazis are bad. He's like, no, Nazis are good. We need to stop saying that they're bad. They're good people. I'm like... For a right wing to say, like, no, 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 they're bad. They're bad. That's how you know how bad Kanye is. Okay. You said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I well, like Hitler. Bruh. 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 Mm. Hitler invented a microphones. 
I don't know how true that is. I and I I honestly do not know how true that is. And somebody can fact check me. But regardless of what he invented, that still does not excuse him on the genocide that he did. The Holocaust that happened, that still is not an excuse. It's like we're rewarding something to someone evil. It's like, yeah, the evil things that he did. Oh, yeah. It's out being out class and, you know, overlooked by his great inventions. <laughs> mm. You serious? I'm not going to talk much about this, but I'm, let me say this. Kanye, yay, you, Wes, yeah. Shut the fuck up forever. Honestly, just shut the fuck up. Because at this point, you're just digging your own grave. And I'm one, and that's just one clip of TNC. I said I saw several clips already. And like I said, Alex Jones was trying to like, hey Kanye, no. He was trying to like reel him in back. It's like, yeah, no, but you gotta understand Nazis are bad and Hitler is bad, and you know, and this and that. And Kanye is like, yeah, no, Nazis are, are great. I love them. I love Hitler and everything. Wow. Okay. Um, she belongs to the street. Shut the fuck up forever, Kanye. Like, you have no idea. Even Alex called him out. I was like, all right, you're just saying this uh, for shock value. And he's like, but I'm not. I'm just saying that, you know, Nazis are great and this and that. I'm like, what? Now you know you're trolling. Now you know you're like, you're doing this for shock value. Because there's no chance in hell would a living human being in this world would ever say, like, I love Nazis and the same sentence that I love Hitler and that I love Jews and I love everyone else and everybody is great. There's no way. You know who says that? People who are deep bent. People who are completely fucked up in the deep end. Or my favorite people, the trolls. Because they like to troll everybody. They like to make fun of everybody. They like to be edgy all the time. People like Nick Fuentes and Sneeko. Shots fire, but but those are the people that troll that make that people like, oh, you see me saying this type of stuff. But at the same time, I don't know if I I believe that Kanye's trolling. I don't know. I feel like he I truly does believe that Nazis are great. And I'm like, how is it that a black American like yourself can say that? Like, Kanye, do you realize that uh, someone who is into Nazism sees you? They won't hesitate to shoot you or kill you. They won't. And they will call you the N-word all around with the hard R. They won't hesitate to kill you, Kanye. The moment they got the opportunity to see you, and if they have it, they will. So I don't know why you're spending such nonsensical bullshit to just for shock value. At this point, I feel like he needs to be locked on a sane asylum and get and get some help or something, bro. And I hate that the people that work for him 
Do not do anything about it. Do not stop him. But I guess he went on a he went on a rampage the moment he you know settled his um his divorce uh, papers when it got finalized that he has to pay uh, King K like which is wild to me that he has to pay King K uh, like two hundred G's a month for alimony and child support some shit like that two hundred G's a month as if like King K needed that money to begin with King K is like one of the richest uh, women in the world like. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how that shit really works. It's kind of California law, I guess. I, I really don't know. But all I know is that ever since that happened, that's when all this back shit crazy went back. And I mean, it went back from worse, from worse to like, oh shit, here we go. I already talked enough about him. I mean, let me know what your comments are down below. Like, do you honestly believe that what he's saying is um do you guys actually believe that he's trolling or do you guys believe that he believes this type of shit? Because I don't know. I really don't know. I at one point I felt that he's just trolling all around because that's his pattern of behavior. His pattern of behavior is like when something good or something of his comes out, then he starts doing this whole rabbit hole rampage out of it, you know? You know, that's how that's how he promotes his shit. So that way he stays relevant and then his music stays relevant or his documentary or whatever. That's how he stays relevant. He does. He says wild shit like that. But I don't know. I, that's what I, that we, I was led to believe that he's just doing this on purpose for, you know, to get his word mouth. And it made sense. It makes sense if you think logically, like, you know, when you say shit like that, you're trending all around. I mean, you have everybody in their mothers covering this story. Good pub any publicity is good publicity, I guess, you know, but if it's not, then holy shit, guys, like somebody get Kanye and get him some help. Because if not, he's going to dig his own grave even way worse. Uh, my God, that's just horrible, horrible, horrible. The what he said. Um, speaking of uh, music, Ultra Music Festival 2023 has been released. The, the first phase of the lineup has just gone out there, guys. So that's right. Anybody who's into the EDM scene and wants to go back to Miami and go to Ultra, man, good news, guys. The lineup has finally been revealed. I believe there's one more, one more phase. To reveal the full lineup, but this is already the pre-show of the lineup. So let's get down to check out what we got right here. Here's the Ultra website. You know, here's the first people about it. All right. So this is like the headliners from A to Z. I guess these are like the big people. Oh, shit. Hardwell's back. So he did on retire. Huh. And then you got the second phase of the lineup, which is these guys. The, which is a lot of people, actually. And then, wow, Swedish House Mafia is doing it, is coming back. Um, and then we got one more, and then there's your full lineup. Um, what are my thoughts? What are my thoughts? Quick thoughts about this. Here's the thing, guys. There was a time in which I, I, I get excited for Ultra because, holy shit, it's Ultra Music Festival. Who wouldn't get excited, you know? And I used to work for them... Um, and not, not in promotion, but in, in building these stages. You know, when I was a freelance gig on doing that type of stuff. And it was a great experience. And very, very dope. Um, 
the problem with Ultra that I always have is that Ultra is just has no love for the base community. That's just playing facts. It's all about the trans, techno, and house community. Everything else is like whatever, you know, whatever. And I have a problem with that. When why? How can you call yourself a music festival and you don't show any love or appreciation to the other genres, you know? Especially the bass genre. And bass, I'm talking about dubstep. I'm talking about the, the hybrid traps, the, the lo-fis, the drum and bass, like all that stuff. They don't have that much love with them. It's all about house techno and, and trends. And I get that's where a lot of the money is, but EDC, Sunset Music Festival, and before it went out of business, Life in Color, they have a little bit of everything and they mix it up. Ultra's probably, and, and even, yeah, because even Tomorrowland, they actually do have some love for, for base, for, for the base community because a lot of base producers are from Europe. So obviously they're going to put some of them over there in the lineup. Here, it's just sad overall. It's really sad that you don't see that much love. I only saw like three or four people from the base community that I know they're going to be there. And that's it. That's like, damn, that's that's pretty much it. So I may be biased, guys. I may be biased. But when I look at this um lineup, I just see like it's all house people, you know? It is. Like, there's nothing that I can say, like, wow, okay. So let's look at that from beginning to end. So obviously we got, I don't even know who these people are. And I could be biased again, guys. Sorry. But I know Afrojack. I grew up with Afrojack. Uh, Lesso, Armin, obviously. Black Tiger, Sets Machine. That's one. One base. And kudos for them to, for reaching on the, uh, being the head headliners, you know? Like the big people. Camel Fan, I don't know. Car Cuts. Clover Stroke. Dirty Bird People. Shout out to them. David Getout. Yeah, of course. Um, these guys don't know who they are. Dub Fire. I've heard of it. Eric Pritz. Uh-huh. Gareth Emery, Gigantic Nightmare. Oh shit! Okay, Nightmare is there. Grimes, I I think Grimes is uh is that the Grimes the Elon Musk's um ex wife or ex girlfriend or something? Is that her? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I think she's okay. Let's give it to a Griff Griffin. Uh, uh, Harwell. Well, welcome back. Jaws and Sudden Death. Jaws has fire and Sudden Death is fire as well. So, so far we got four. Um, KSO 5, Liquid Stranger. I don't remember if Liquid Stranger was house, or I mean techno or bass. I don't know. MIA, Marshmallow, uh, Future Bass. Yeah. Sits. Subtronic 7. Kudos to Subtronic. Shout out to him. Uh, Oliver Heldon, Tuchami Res. I cannot spell that because it's too early for me or I, I'm too blind. Um, TSO, obviously, Z. And then here comes the actual, like, the le the low tier. Well, not low tiers, but mid tiers. NDC, okay, drama bass at seven. Apache, eight. Becky Hill, Becky Hill. Who the fuck is Becky Hill? Never heard of Black Beanick, um, Blast Toys. Ha! I, I I got it from Pokemon Blastoise. Yeah, yeah kudos on that one, bro. Um, Cedric Garbage, Seth Squash, 
Yeah, Chico Rose. I don't even know any of these people. Coon, uh, hard style. Yeah, it's part of you know eight. Crank that nine. Shout out to Crank that. Good for good for him. He deserve it. Dabin, Dabin. Uh, future base. All right, nine or oh, ten actually. Darren Styles. I believe he's drum bass, so it's eleven. Dior. Uh, Fetty Legrand. You know, Juna. Well, that's her first appearance. Juna. Juna's a like an up and coming me melodic dubstep uh, producer. She is fantastic. Her music is amazing. And shout out for her to to appear her first appearance in Ultra. Kill the noise. We're down to fourteen. Little Texas is fourteen. Uh, Mike Wins. More Kismet. I I don't know if he he or she or they. I don't know because. He comes. He comes out of the closet, but I don't know if he, if he's, he's, he considers as a he or a she or a they. I don't know about the pronouns. Sorry, my bad. I just don't know the pronouns. Turns of your name, Morkesmet. Sorry. Fourteen. Um, I don't know any of these people, and maybe some of these people probably are based, and I just like too oblivious about it. Yuki. Yeah, fifteen. I want to say Sub-Zero Project is based. I just don't know. Right, guys, just let me know which ones are here are based. But, but overall, like, it looks good. It's just, like I said, it's not, it's not very base friendly. You only got, I only counted 15 out of the, out of the how many they, they have, bro. 15 out of 50 artists, pretty much. That's some love because there's like at least 10, 10, 10. There's at least like 20, 20, 20. There's like 20, 10, 20, 20 of techno trends and house. And sometimes some of those artists play those other genres. So it's like, I don't know, guys. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being biased about it. I don't know. I don't really like the art basil. And I don't, I mean, the art basil. Sorry. We're going to talk about that too a little bit. I really don't like Ultra. It's dope. I'm I'm happy and happy that some of the people that are playing Ultra for the first time, they got into the lineup. I'm happy that there is some sort of base representation. But at the same time, you can see there's no love. Like, you don't see anybody from the Disciple there. You don't see anybody from, uh, from, uh, from Monster Cat, more or less. To be in those uh, like probably one or two like Crank Deck and Dabin were probably the only ones or Black Tiger Sets Machine or even for Cannibal. But even then, they don't have anybody there. You don't see anybody from DPMO. Where's the DPMO vibe? How about the the uh, the Future Rhythm people like you know from Chimes people or Ace Aurora? You know where's those people? You know where's the where's the people from from all these bass labels? You know the 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 dead people for never say die, but you know they're no longer a label. Where's Somboy? Where's Must Die? Where where's Doctor Ozzy? Where where's Odd Prophet? Where's all these guys? Where are they? They're not in the lineup, but I can uh, rest assure you that they're definitely in the lineup for Tomorrowland, and they're definitely gonna be in the lineup for Sunset Music Festival. One hundred percent guarantee. That just shows you how much. They don't, they, no love has been given to these guys. And that's the, cons the, the consumers and, you know, the fans' perspective of it. 
Let's flip it over a little bit to the behind the scenes and producer's perspective. More or less, we know why they're not there. Most of them, they cannot be booked on Ultra. Why? Because a lot of these festivals, they have this dumbass competition with each other that if they book a certain artist, they cannot, that artist has to commit with them and they cannot be booked 90 days before or and after they were rele- they were released from the festival and they cannot be performing anywhere near the vicinity of a I don't know if it's a hundred mile radius. I think it was like 25 or 50 mile radius. Some some ridiculous amount. 90 days prior and after of the festival. Nani? Yep. That is the the honest truth of why. So if you were always wondering how is it possible the Zomboy hasn't been played in Ultra in years, yes, that's because Zomboy rather go to Sunset Music Festival, which doesn't have that many claws. It has like a 45-day clause, and he can perform in other places outside of Sunset afterwards. It has more opportunities versus doing an ultra. Ultra, you're like slammed down with like, no, you got to be here and no, you cannot play anywhere outside of it. Those are some of the claws. And I've talked to a lot of promoters and a lot of artists about these terms of um, contents when they're doing um, music festivals. And you are always wondering, how is it that I don't see you on this festival and I don't see you on this festival and whatnot? It's because of that. Contract-wise, they're not allowed to or they don't want to because it will limit their money spending. Sure, you can have bragging rights of playing in Ultra. But then again, you're going to lose money afterwards because then you get not get booked on specific shows. And then you have to delay your tour a little bit and be like, all right, this is when I can get booked. That's when I get to get your money. So that's like the behind-the-scenes coin. You know, the first coin is like, man, there's no love because of this and that. That's how we think as fans. On the other side, as a producer, as somebody who's in behind-the-scenes and knows some of this stuff, this is exactly why Ultra does not put that many bass people. That's why you don't see anybody from Disciple or DPMO and any of them on on the um, Ultra. And that's why you see them playing on the outside shows, like in the pool parties or the evening shows in Miami. Because of that, because they're because they don't want to be played in ultra, because they're gonna be some clauses which they restrict themselves from playing any other shows or festivals in the near future, ninety days prior or like before and after ultra. It's some weird monopoly bullshit, which is something that I've talked about in the Lone Wolf with someone. I forgot who about uh, about the about Forbidden Kingdom as to why they made Forbidden Kingdom. Like, why is it that Insomnia bought Forbidden Kingdom and yada, yada, yada. And we were talking about that type of stuff, you know? And I said to myself, like, this should have never sell Forbidden Kingdom to Insomnia because now Insomnia fully owns them and they can do whatever they want. And I feel like for Riddick, it was going to be those that festival that's going to be the biggest bass festival in all the East Coast. It was on that path, but they sold it for unknown reasons. I don't know why they sold it. Like, hey, that's your security. You were afraid that it wasn't going to pop and you bought, you got bought up. Kudos for you. You continue to do it. 
go get your money, man. I would never sell it because if they really want me, then they know that like, oh shit, there's a potential. But I can imagine that the reason why it could be because in EDC will be like, nah, I want some of these artists, I want them in my festival. I don't want them to play on your festival. And, and then that's where they start to like taking down all the, like the list is like, fuck, somebody cannot play. This person cannot play. I only have stuff with this. It's like, no, it's not going to be a great festival. It's not going to last if I don't get these big players, which is why Edition doesn't play that often on that, those, you know, mainstream festivals like EDC or I think the, I've seen him playing on EDC. I don't remember. Somebody can correct me, but I, that's why I don't see him on the, the EDCs, the Ultras, the Tomorrowland, the, um, the Sunsets and, and whatnot because of that. Because of those restrictions. That's why he makes his own festival like Base Canyon and, you know, Lost Lands. You know, he makes, a, he makes the money and he doesn't restrict any of the artists. That's the, sto- that's the stories that people were telling me. He doesn't restrict any of the artists. Like, dude, go come here, have some fun, come with your friends and enjoy it and just like do your thing, you know, which is dope, which is dope. Again, it's just a do it um, for the people, for the community. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. And those are the explanations as to a main reason why it could be that that's why Ultra doesn't get base people. But whatever, guys, you know, on to the next topic, you know, our basil. Yeah, something I was going to mention about our basil. This is not I'm not going to show anything about it. There's nothing that big to talk about our basil. Our basil just recently passed this past weekend on Miami. And here's just some like. What grinds my gears? Our basil is, and this is not just our basil. It is also changed on every other um, entertainment scene, like you know Miami Music Week. Before it was just Winter Music Conference. Now it's that and Miami Music Week. Um, it has evolved into this platform. That people only want to go to Bar Basel just for the flats. Just to flats around people say like, I'm with so-and-so, I'm with so-and-so. And this is something I was talking with somebody about it because it's like, it's no longer about like, look at this art, look how cool this art is and look how look how wonderful this piece is, you, how much we can appreciate it. No, everybody's like, I just want to go to the hottest parties, get lit and, you know, be known that I'm associated with these people and so on and so on. It's a network base, basically. Because everybody who's into the real art, they will know that the true art basil doesn't happen on the weekend. It happens on Monday and Tuesday. That's where the real art basil re- really starts. On Monday and Tuesday. The weekend is just the, the show, the, pre, the pre-show that everybody is supposed to show up and, and demonstrate like, hey, I'm with this. Stuff. Because... I've heard stories about people like showing up in these big, these so-called big parties where everybody about everybody that knows about everybody is going to be there. And they went in and they and they were telling me, yeah, this is just basically like. Like high school over again, like you got the jocks, the the cool kids, the popular kids, the nerdy kids and all those, you know, but in the celebrity sense, you got the influencers, you got the models, you got the. You know, the industry people, you got the celebrities here and there. That's what they are. And they are under niche groups. And and if you're one of them, you know that the party sucks. All they do is just drink and 
look down on people and flip something saying like, how much, hey, I'm with so-and-so. That's how, that's how hot I am getting right now. And people who are not within it, that they're trying to get in, that's their best shot for them to network. And kudos to those people who are trying to network just, you know, to, to make some business left and right. Because that's, you know, basically what it is. But let's not kid ourselves that we're, we're here to see art. Let's not bullshit each other, bro. We're only here to network and that's it. See what this person can help me on, on what. See if this person can hook me up on something. See if I can hook up with someone. Some, I like to say, oh, I slept with this influencer or I slept with, with this celebrity or whatnot. That's what it is. Our vessel is just a flat. It's no longer a place that we can appreciate art. It's, that's bullshit. I remember this one time, this so-called artist, you know, artist as of like a painter, art. He was known as King Saladin. <laughs> All right, guys, you had your laugh. All right, we're good. That's how I felt. Like, who the fuck is King Saladin? And it, apparently it's this spray painter artist that does like cool spray paint and graffiti. I remember when I was in the, in the Clevelander, we put one of his sculptures up in the canopy. And let me tell you, that was just like wild to me. Like, we have to please this guy to put it on the canopy. And we get King Saladin to go up there and spray paint the sculpture. The sculpture has already been done. He just wants to spray paint it even more to something more creative. And I'm like, how much more creative could it be? It's already been painted. Well, he's going to repaint it into something new. Huh? Nani? And then and then you see his, his crew. He had like a huge entourage. All went up in the canopy. And let me tell you, that's a hazard. Which is why we signed an, an NDA or, you know, an NDA indicating like, hey, if something goes wrong with you and you fall, that's on you. You can't sue us. They had to sign it because you have like 20 people up in the canopy just drinking and chilling and talking shit. They're not, they're not even part of the King Saladin's, you know, spray painting and crap. No, they were just like talking and shit and, and looking at him doing his work. Flats, basically. Flats, guys. Yeah, it made absolutely no sense for having 20 people in a canopy roof just to see one person painting. Flats, basically. And, and let me tell you, I, I did not find it like, wow. I, I felt like it's just glorifying it, bro. You're just only here for the fade and you can tell. I mean, don't bullshit me. Like, yeah, you like it. Because some of his merch, he was selling merch I was like, oh, I'm about to buy one of his merch. Like, you know, support, I guess, the art, the, the struggling artist, you know, struggling. I look at the, I look at his, um, his merch. It was a shirt that I was like, dude, that shirt is dope. All right. So how much is it? Like $20, $30, like $60. I'm like, what the fuck? Nani? Emotional, damn it. You must be out of your goddamn mind. I'm going to spend $60 for one t-shirt, bro. Even my favorite artists like Zomboy and Knife Party, bro. They charge their merch charge. They don't charge you no more than $25 on a t-shirt. Probably 30 tops. You're going to go ahead and charge me $60 for one t-shirt? Get the fuck out of here, bro. King Saladin. Get out of here, bro. But that's what our basil is. You got people like him flexing on like their fame and their successes. Like, see how dope this shit is? But in reality, it's not. It's just crap. 
It's just a flat indicating that I'm with so-and-so and I'm with this person and that person and this and that. That's all it is. There's nothing like, whoa, that, that makes you feel like, oh, yeah, this is art. Sure, a lot of people can still say that's art, you know, because he's expressing his emotion. He's letting what the paint talks to you. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know nothing about art. And I would never understand when someone shows me a piece. It's like, oh, look at the majesty, the, the beauty of it. I'm like, it's a dog with different colors, shapes, and looking at the window. Yeah, but the dog symbolizes like the prison that he's living. Well, like he sees the outside, the freedom that he can choose. I'm like, bruh. Bro, I want to smoke some of that shit that you do because holy fuck, the first thing that counts out in my mind is that it's a dog watching, looking over at a window on different colors. What kind of high shit you're talking about to me? <laughs> but normally you see that on only on the weekdays. That's where the true art battle is. On the weekends, it's just partying, just to flex, going on the jots, going to the matches, going to the clubs. Say like, yeah, that's right. And what's so-and-so influencers, celebrities, you know, industry people, you name it. Perfect for a lot of people who start, who's trying to start up and network their asses off to get to know people. That's perfect. But for people like me that's already been there and done that is that you, we can tell you it's like it's a waste of fucking time. Energy and everything. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's the hardest artist. It's the hardest uh, show. It's the hardest club right now. No, it's not. No, it's not. It says it's the hottest, but it's because there's like Big people out there. That's why they're hanging. And even if they're hanging, like, what's so good about them at that point in the party? Unless you're networking them. Our Basel is no longer, the, it has lost its meaning to be the Art Basel in Miami. It's just a bunch of people who want to get drunk and get lit and get wasted and get and network each other. Instead of actually going for the essence of art by going to the actual galleries and appreciate art and whatnot and probably buy a fin or two. I call it as it is, you know, you know, it is what it is, guys. I mean, kudos for everybody who's trying to get a name out of there and they try to network. Hey, go for it, guys. I will always encourage people to network their asses off to get to that. But if we're going to really, really, really talk about like, um, you know, networking and whatnot, guys, be honest about it. It's you're not there for the art. You're only there for the for the for the flats. And that's why I say about our basil. Um, on to the next one, guys. Um, let's talk about movie and TV recaps. There's not very really that much of stuff that I want to talk about movie and TV because there hasn't been something like that's like wow this week, you know. Other than Yellowstone, if you guys haven't have a chance to watch Yellowstone, I highly suggest and recommend for you guys to watch it. If you can't watch it, um. Um, on the online service then on um, Paramount Plus, then watch it on the on TV. If you can't watch it on TV, then um, I don't know what to say. Just create an account and watch it for one day or something. I don't know. Go to Peacock as well. Peacock is free, you know, for if I don't know. You can watch some of the Yellowstone episodes. Not the new one. You'll have to wait. But so far, Yellowstone has been going well. I heard people that are like, oh, there's not that much action. I was like, yeah, but you have to understand, Yellowstone is not a action adventure TV show. It's a drama show. That there's scenes that shit happens. Yes. But it's all drama. 
at the end of the day. And some of the stuff that they're talking about is actually pretty good. Like some stuff that actually does happen on a on a daily basis on um mid on states that are in the Midwest of America. And people don't really realize that's how things really go down there. Also, like how the whole mafia within the Dutton Ranch family really works is like how much power they have on on on, pol- on politicians and governmentals and law enforcement and, and other ranches and whatnot. It's just crazy. And people from New uh, cor- corporate Americas trying to take a piece of land out of it and they're like, nah, fuck you. It's a back and forth. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. I highly recommend for you guys to watch Yellowstone. Um, I feel like there's somebody's gonna die soon. There's a, there's, I, that's my feeling. Somebody's gonna die soon. Someone from the Dutton family. You can tell. Like you can literally tell it's it's leading up to something like that. Like, and I felt like these guys already had enough about it, but it's like, nah, they just kept it going. And I'm like, well, I mean, good, bro. I mean, what else? What else we gotta do? Oh, I wanna talk about these video games before we wrap this uh, wrap this thing up, you know. Um, the first thing I wanna talk about, Crisis Core is coming up this week. For those of you who don't know what Crisis Core is. Is basically Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. That's right, guys. They actually did a reunion, a remake of the original Crisis Core that came about in in the PlayStation Portable, like PSP. For those of you who weren't in that era, and man, that was that was one of my favorite PSP games of all times. You know, Crisis Core was wow on point. You know, so they're made so they're releasing this week. The, the remake version of it for PS4 and PS5, you know? Here's a, a trailer of it for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. It's pretty dude. Like, the cinematics, the the whole, um, like, the whole game gameplay out of it, it's just on point. And I feel like, holy crap, this is actually pretty good. For to make it a remake of a... Like look at the, look at the difference from the from a PSP to a to a PlayStation. Like this is the original one that I play. Now look at the 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 remake version of it. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. They did an absolute all new summon cinematics. Oh shit, I didn't know about that one. Wow, these are actually super badass. Wow, look at that. Yeah, I'm nerding myself out on this. Yeah, I'm definitely getting it this week. But look how dope it actually looks, guys. Like, it's freaking insane. And I and let me tell you guys, it's Final Fantasy VII has always has been one of those um one of those successful game franchises from Square Enix. Say what do you want to say about the other Final Fantasy? Seven is the one game that has explored his own origins and and expanded much more uh, on the story than it has on any other game, um, Final Fantasy game. Like this, Final Fantasy VII was just a monumental classic game. Like it probably made Square Enix to where it is right now. Because that game itself was just the storyline, the gameplay, everything was just on point. 
And they keep continuing expanding their horizons with that game. You know, I mean, not not too long ago, they released um, the remake of the, the a remake version of Final Fantasy VII. And it ended us with like, holy shit, there's going to be free. It's going to be two more parts after this one, which they're going to release a second part next year. But, but they were like, why end it there? Why can't we just like release the origin crisis core as well? A remake out of it. And they did. They re- they're going to release it this week. And I'm very excited. I highly recommend everybody who's into Final Fantasy or in RPGs. I highly recommend to go ahead and go and go get yourself a copy of Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, you know. And let me tell you guys, you're not gonna, you're not gonna regret it, and you're definitely not gonna regret it. It's worth every penny out of it, you know, guys. Sure, it's gonna be for those of you who know about the story and uh, on the gameplay and know like the length. Um, it's a very sh- short length. It's not gonna take you more than ten hours to finish the game. It's gonna be way less than that. That's why the price is, is the price of the game copy is like forty dollars or fifty dollars, something like that, on versus your usual, which is sixty or seventy. It's gonna be that much, but it's definitely worth it. I cannot stress how much I'm excited to play this game, and I'll make a review out of it once I have a copy of it. You know, onto the last one that I want to talk about. Let's review the Callisto Protocol. Now, this one was kind of a hidden hit or a miss you know because it's it's definitely the creator the 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 main creator of the original dead space did this project without knowing that they were going to make a a dead space remake he wasn't aware of it but he did this and at first all the trailers i was kind of excited and it looked amazing but then as soon as you start playing it it felt kind of like uh okay you know it's not it's not a bad game but it's not also a like the best game ever. It's like, if I had to give it a school, it'll be like a seven out of 10 at best. Here's some game, game footage of it. You know, this is one of the official launch trailers out of it. For those of you who don't know what the Callisto protocol was all about. It's basically dead space, but on a different universe or a different, you know, game set, you know? So, I mean, look at the graphics. The graphics look good and, and it looks like, holy shit, this is going to be dope. You know, that's what it fools you, you know, but that's why you always got to keep your minimum hypeness on when you watch trailers. Because sometimes the trailers can fool you, but when you have stuff like this, you know, um, I played it for a bit. Uh, it's dope. It's a bit of the, the killing gets a little bit repetitive. There's not that much, you know, ways to kill uh, one of these, you know, zombie aliens, you know. And every time you die, there's a whole animatic um, animation of a scene of how you die, which to me is super annoying because I just want to skip like, OK, I, I get it. I'm I'm dead. I want to skip it, but I can't skip it because it won't let me. So I found that very, very annoying. Like, it's like, what the hell, bro? Like, I just. So basically, I have I have to wait until the, my character itself dies completely. That's when I can actually go back again. Other than that, some of the gameplays and the game controls out of it, it's fun. At first, it's like kind of like like uh, at first it was like kind of like ah, uh, but then you get used to it and you're like oh, okay, now it makes more sense, you know. And then you get handle it. But 
I feel like sometimes it's just a little bit annoying when you kill him. And it, and there's certain jump scares that you get out of it. It's like there were jump scares. And I was just like, holy fuck, what the fuck is going on? Um, It gets a little bit of annoying, to be honest. I, at one point, I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with this, bro. Like, give me something new out of it. And give me the same crap over and over. But, you know, there's not much that I can ask for. it. Um, like I said, I give it a seven, seven out of ten. It's a you're not going to be disappointed when you play the game, but also don't expect to be like eight and like ten hours of gameplay. It'll be like at best six hours. You'll be playing it through if you're going to if you're going to play the game, it'll be six hours. Ah, uh, and the jump scares are there, but then it, it kind of dies out after the second ad and. It's annoying when you die because you have to wait for the animations to like to finish it and then you can respawn. I don't know. Like I have I never played any of the Death Space games. So this is my first like sci-fi horror to play. To be my first is like I enjoyed it. It was good. It was but I still give it a seven out of ten. It's not like it's not like fucking Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil Village was a different monster, or any of the Resident Evil games. That was just a different ball game. And I I love what they try to do with with, with this one, Callisto Protocol, and with this space as well. I just felt like Resident Evil takes the notch out of it. You know, um, I'm looking forward for Dead Space the remake that's coming up in January. It's actually it looks very promising. I mean, it's the original, so I never played the first game, so this will be a good thing for me to play. And I heard that there's some new scenes that they added. So it's like even better for me. But yeah, um, the Kalisto Protocol. Though uh, it's, it's a good game. 7 out of 10. I still stand by it. Um, I recommend you guys either rent it out on Gamefly. Yes, guys. Gamefly is still on. You guys can rent it out. You can subscribe for it. Or wait until it comes out like a greatest hits. Or wait until it's like less than like. 30 bucks or 40 bucks, something like that together. <coughs> that is my final thoughts, guys. So um, we're going to wrap this up right here, guys. Um, first and first foremost, thank you guys for always supporting my channel. And don't forget to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast, where you can check all my latest episodes with the lone wolf podcast and the wolf pack podcast every week. There's brand new episodes with brand new topics to topic up talk about guys so comment down below let me hear your thoughts share your experiences let me know if there's some a certain topic that you want me to cover let me know in the comments down below and i'll do my best to talk about it on the next episode so guys thank you guys very much for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next one all right peace